Welcome back to the Becoming Your Best Version podcast. I'm really excited today to have a fellow podcaster with me who is the picture of good health. She is one of the fittest people I know. She is a proud mother, wife, and grandmother who has been married to her prom date for 38 years. Yay, Judy. (laughs) Judy Arizoza is joining us from the Rochester, New York area. And she is just an inspiration. So much energy in tip top shape. She has a fabulous podcast called the Air Hug Community Podcast and a great fitness website called Grateful Fitness ny.com. So welcome, Judy. Thank you so much for that introduction. I'm like, is that all me? (laughs) (laughs) It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. One thing I particularly love about your approach to fitness is that you don't neglect mental fitness. Tell us about that and how you incorporate that into your practice. Oh, I'm so glad you started with that because that is my favorite thing to talk about. And I feel like it is so undervalued. So I view overall fitness kind of as a three-pronged approach, almost as a triangle. In fact, I was just thinking about a graphic for it this morning because I just think it needs to be talked about more. But each point of the triangle, you can look at as physical fitness, mental fitness. And here I am talking with my hands, even though you can't see. (laughs) So physical, mental, and spiritual. And I do think that people have to be ready to be fit because, and actually this is something I tweeted this morning, you can have the best workout program in the world and the best nutrition plan that's exactly right for your body. But if you don't have the mental frame of mind, you're never going to get anywhere. Well, how do you get into that mental frame of mind to promote fitness, both spiritually and physically? You know, it's interesting. And that is a really sticky point for a lot of us. Cause, and I've been there myself, very sticky and not like, you know, had the other, had the physical thing going and it just wasn't working. And I've had to take a step back and realize like, what is going on. And so I do think there are some things that I go over, and this is so funny, I talk about this a lot with people and I did not invent this, but I have come to realize that there are motivational points Mm -hmm. that I refer to. And it's funny because I've actually talked about this on other podcasts as well. And I learned this from the teachings of Les Brown and have actually adopted it into my practice with women. So five things that you need in order to stay really mentally motivated. And I'm going to go ahead and list them for you. And then I'm not going to go into them a lot, but we can talk about them if you want. The number one is you have to believe that it's possible for you to to change your behavior. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. So a lot of people don't believe that they can do it long term. And so it's a lifestyle change, which is such an overused phrase, but it really is. You have to change your life and you have to believe that it's possible. Next, you have to believe that it's necessary, because if you're not on board 
on board with thinking that it's not necessary, you're going to let little things slip. Like I'm a person who has to measure my food. And I know that for my parameters, but not everyone does. Some people eat, you know, well, but like, I know that it's necessary when I'm at home that I measure my food. Okay. The third thing is that you have to own it. It's your responsibility. No one else can do this for you. You have to do the work. Mm-hmm. And that leads really into the fourth thing. Here I am on my fingers again. That's okay. <laughs> is that it's hard. Yes, it's hard. And you have to know that it's going to be hard. Expect it's going to be hard. Embrace the suck is what I like to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the last thing is that you have to understand that you're worth it. There's a whole worthiness. And if you have to understand within yourself, you have to have a self worth to go through with it. And those are the five things that you really have to do mentally. And it takes a lot of work and you have to work on those things as much as things like getting your workout in and as much as eating well and as much as sleeping well. They're Mm. equally important. Absolutely. I, uh, I guess for me in the beginning, it was a lack of self-worth. So that's where I would start on that list is believing that I'm worth the extra time it takes to ensure that I am healthy because I have definitely let that slide, especially in COVID, I put on 20 pounds. So I need to own it and believe I'm worth it and believe I can do it. Uh, So I think that is a really important message for us. Who is Les Brown? I'm not familiar with his work. Les Brown, uh, first of all, I applaud you for, for looking at those points and seeing where you identify. And I do think a lot of us had COVID COVID weight. And, you know, it's just a time in our own history, you know, in the time of our life, we've never lived through anything like that before. And it was definitely testing a lot of us in different ways. So anyways, Les Brown is a motivational speaker. Mm -hmm. um, And you can look him up. He's, he's fascinating. He comes from very humble beginnings. He's not like a Yale graduate or anything. He's like a regular guy. In fact, he came from a very impoverished family Um, and he talks about it, but he talks about, he has this big bellowing voice and I listened to him on Audible Mm -hmm. and I just was so moved by him. And I forget who recommended him to me. Somebody in casual conversation was like, have you ever listened to Les Brown? And this was like at the very beginning of my um, forming my website and taking my business online. And I realized I'm like, yes, this is what we're talking about. So there you go. Thank you. I really like your social media postings. Uh, It's sort of like a little jolt, like, okay, get moving, Maria. So thank (laughs) you for keeping those going and showing us that it can be done. I mean, even as grandparents, we can still stay fit. And in fact, it provides a good example to our children and grandchildren when we don't neglect our physical health. Absolutely. How about a few tips in terms of nutrition? As we age, is it important to cut down our caloric intake or eat more plant-based? Or what do you see as the most important nutritional changes we can incorporate as women in in midlife? 
I'm really glad you asked that question. And it's very interesting. The first thing is that I will say is that no two bodies are alike mm -hmm. and no two nutrition plans for those bodies will be alike. So the first thing we really have to do is get in touch with how our body responds to what we do. And one of the things I really like to do with my clients at the beginning is ask them to keep maybe a three to five day diet diary or mm. journal. Mm -hmm. And I will say to them, don't do anything different, but write down what you ate. You know, if you didn't measure it, just use the best, you know, was it a fistful, whatever, use your best um, estimations, but also write down how you felt a little bit after that meal and in those days and just start to tune into your awareness. Yes, there are definitely some things that all of us will benefit from. And that is, I hesitate to use the word plant-based because again, it's a big buzzword right now, but I really don't think you can physically overeat vegetables. <laughs> you will eat enough vegetables until you get full. Uh -huh. And I don't think it will hurt you. So, and I personally always ate a lot of vegetables, but I actually have ramped them up. And it's very interesting how much better I feel. Ah, okay. So, you know, vegetables are, I would almost, I do call them the center actually of, of my plate. Okay. So vegetables are important. Adequate protein is important. And it's not hard. If you're not a measurer, it's not hard to figure out adequate protein. And again, you're going to see me talking with my hands. Maybe we should screenshot this. <laughs> um, take the palm of your hand. Okay. It's got, it's got a length, a width and a depth, right? You know, yep. a thickness. For most of us, it's somewhere near a deck of cards, but your own palm is your best measure. This is about the size of protein that you could eat three to four times a day. If you're getting that much in three to four times a day, you're getting enough protein. Okay. So that's a great, you know, because we don't carry a scale with us every way where, and not everyone likes to uh, count things like calories or macros. So that's fine. Um, what are macros? I haven't heard that. Okay. So macronutrients, we're getting off on a little tangent, but that's okay. Okay. It's interesting because you have heard of it because you talked about carbohydrates. Okay. Right. Uh -huh. So macronutrients, there are three of them and they are protein, carbohydrates, and fat. Uh -huh. And that is, those are the macro, like bigger nutrients that are, that we need to take in to survive. By contrast, micronutrients are things like vitamins and minerals. I see. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for that. Yeah. So can your clients become clients remotely or are you, uh, a, someone has, does someone have to physically be in your presence to benefit from all of your good teaching? Oh, not at all. Um, people, I, my memberships are online. Okay, perfect. And your Air Hug Community Podcast. Tell us, our listeners, about that. The Air Hug, thank you for letting me talk about that. The Air Hug Community Podcast is a little way for me to pay it forward. And I started thinking during COVID how isolated we all were and how could we 
actually get together. And the premise for the podcast is to help improve the lives of others because undoubtedly when we can improve the lives of others and reach other people, it comes back to us tenfold. Ah, I agree wholeheartedly. And I know that gratitude is a big part of what you do every day. Tell us about that. So it's interesting because the beginning, when I first started um, Grateful Fitness, it was called Kick It Up Personal Training. And I don't know why I came up with that. I literally was sitting there with my phone one day and I was like, okay, we're just going to do this because I was like in a hurry. But it was about five or six years in and I was like, that's not really like representative of what we are. And actually, I was holding an event um, in my backyard for all my in-person clients as a thank you, as a way to give back. Mm-hmm. And I was almost in tears of how happy I was that all these women came. And a lot of the women that came actually became friends. I mean, there were women that met like literally in my driveway <laughs> and ended up going on vacation together and became the Aww. best of friends. And so I think that was about in 2015, we realized, we talk a lot about in our warm up, in our cool down, thank yourself for coming today. You know, you always thank yourself for a workout that you did, even if you didn't want to do it. And so we just, we, I actually talked to them that night. I'm like, I think we need to change our name to Grateful Fitness. And it was like an overwhelmingly positive experience. And so oh, we did. Love that. Love that. So if you could please share a couple tips about how you have remained happily married for 38 years to (laughs) your prom date. How does that happen? I mean, with half of the marriages failing today, including mine, how did you do it? Uh, You know what? It takes a lot of work, I will say, but I I chose well. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I fell in love early and chose well. And it's, I will go way back to when I was 16 years old. So I grew up in a loving Italian American family where old fashioned things like, like we didn't eat food out of a box, you know, all right, we ate some, we would make our pasta. Sometimes the pasta was in a box, right? Uh But what I'm saying is, and cereal, okay, but everything else was like homemade and just a lot of homemade. And I met this guy and I was like, he's kind of old fashioned. Like he was just (laughs) like old fashioned, like my family was old fashioned. And I found out that he was a first generation Cuban. And so a lot of their culture and everything was also very old fashioned. And I was just very attracted to, to that old fashioned part of him. Yeah. So, but that's not really the secret because you can meet anyone like that and it's not the secret. And I don't know if there's a secret you know, there's no magic or secret. I don't think in life, it's always comes down to hard work and in learning to communicate. And he's actually a very sensitive and very good at communicating, even sometimes when I'm not. And I actually have learned so much from him about, you know, if something's bugging us, instead of letting it go, talk about it sooner rather than later. Ah, yes. Good communication is key. Absolutely. And I'm better at it now than I was in my marriage. So uh, live and learn. I definitely learned a lot in my marriage. So I um, 
would love to hear, since this is the Becoming Your Best Version podcast, what would you say are your top tips for becoming your best version, as well as things that you do personally to become your best version? If I would have to pick one thing to start with, and I will say this is a work in progress as I look at, at the dates, I, I keep a gratitude journal. And it's interesting because I've gone back and forth over the years with keeping it. And sometimes I can go five months and write in it every day. And sometimes I'll write in it, you know, four days a week or five days a week or six days a week. But to just to keep up the consistency of taking the time and not everyone writes it down, but I, I like that pencil and paper, always pencil, never pen. I just like, I don't know, there's something about it. It brings me back to being a student. Ah, yes. Pencil to paper, gratitude. And for me, it's just realizing that no matter how hard or challenging or seemingly impossible life is, there's always something to be grateful for. And just getting it out on paper can just literally flip my mindset. That's beautiful because that which we focus on becomes magnified. So if we're always focused on the treasures and the blessings that we have, we spend less time, if any, looking at the things that we've lost or the things that uh, plague us or challenge us in that way. So I really appreciate that. That is such an important message. Gratitude just really changes one's life. And I too journal both to express gratitude and to process things that are going on in my life. I spent most of my life tamping down and denying things that were really traumatic or bothersome in my life. But now I know the importance of of processing them. And I have women in my life who agree to bear witness to my trauma and and trials and tribulations. So I so appreciate that tip. That's an excellent one that we all need to be reminded of every day. So if you would please uh, repeat, while they'll be in the show notes, but repeat uh, how people can find you and follow you on social media. So uh, my handle on all social medias, and I'm not on really many of them, um, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest is at Judy Arizoza. Okay. And I know you'll put the spelling in the show notes, so I won't bother. But I just want (laughs) to say one thing. I loved what you said, that which you focus on gets magnified. Absolutely. Yes. I I love that. Okay. (laughs) Well, use it, use it freely. (laughs) So I just want to thank you, Judy Arazoza, for being on the show, sharing your wisdom and sharing your gifts with the world because they are considerable. And I am so lucky that our paths have crossed. Thank you so much. And I feel the same way that I I was thrilled to come across you. Totally enjoyed your book, 50 After 50. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And thank you so much for having me on today. All right. Have a great and grateful day.